0: Uh, thank you, Doman. Uh, mic check. Loud and clear. Thank you, Doman. Uh, I've missed you too, and uh, and this wonderful space and its con- continued contribution to Ukrainian uh, victory, the saving of Ukrainian lives through the excellent charity that is Mirror A's. Thank you for for the wonderful work that you and the other hosts and all the other speakers do here. Uh, it's good to be back. I, I I just wanted to also thank David for for his service and ask him. Um, Ask him a question regarding uh, the feasibility of um, pontooning the Nova Kokofka bridge. bridge. Uh, should it be should it be destroyed?
1: Uh, well, uh, the uh, so the Nova Kokofka, which is a is a dam, isn't it? It's hydroelectric. You would, you wouldn't do that, would you? You would put it. So we talked about the pontooning before. Um, so the so there's not only the Dnipro, There's the Conker Bridge uh, uh, below it um which is uh, so the dnipro is a kilometer wide at the antonov bridge so you're not pontooning that um uh, the conquer bridge which you might be able sort of might be able to be able to pontoon it um that's 75 meters Uh, but the thing to remember is is that when you're pontooning right so for um to keep if you've got a pontoon for every um metric ton um, uh, that you need to keep above water you need um, a, a, a meter square of, of of displacement right so if you've got a tank um, that's 50 tons for instance or something that's 50 tons or 60 tons you need at least that in displacement right so so if that Let's. Well, I mean, I don't know what the heaviest uh, Russian tank is. Let's work off its fifty tons, right? So you need fifty cubic meters, right, per bit of displacement. Um, so that's that's a large volume of uh, volume you've got to account for. And when you've got eighty meters of it, right, um, that's a lot of kit to be able to do it. I can't see it happening. Um, uh, the uh, do they even have uh, this uh, the these sorts of supplies nearby? Um, uh, probably not, because they probably thought there were ample there, there were bridges nearby that they might be using it. Can't see pontooning it as an option whatsoever. Um, I can say so uh, in the good old bad old days of B A O R, and when we thought that the Russians might be uh, 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 you know um, rolling the tanks through. We used to practice um, making MGB, which is medium good, a bridge which is fitted together like very large bits of Meccano, right? And uh, typically you would uh, go for a bridge that's 30 meters. It would take um, two hours, two and a half hours to build. uh, And it's solid, just really, really hard work. But as soon as you go past that, you're looking at putting piers in and building something like that structurally that would take it and, and we of course would be designing them to take chieftains which are heavier uh, over you're looking at putting peers in and they take you know a good day of of 120 people just lifting all day um i just can't see it happening and that would Depend on how deep um, uh, the bridge is. Uh, sorry, the water is, and how safe the footing is. As if it's silt that's uh, in in the river, right, then you might even be at a problem where you, you can't even do it because guess what, right? As soon as you
0: put anything over it, it starts sinking. Thanks, David. That's it's really interesting. It Reminds me of a time I went over a pontoon bridge in the um, uh, it was former Yugoslavia, being blown up by the retreating Serbs, and uh, the vehicle I was in, it was very it went over there very very slowly uh, mm-hmm. and it was quite precarious to say the least so i yeah thank you for your insight <laughs> so we used to first, uh, yeah i can
1: add a little bit more so we used to practice doing you know making uh, makeshift pontoons which 50 gallon drums right but that's the sort of thing that you would need you you would use just to to get a land rover over right and 70 meters of it it would I mean that would be an extraordinary effort and a, a, a huge number of fifty-gallon drums. Um, the yeah, it's just yeah. It, um, I don't I don't like using the word impossible because every anything's always possible, isn't it? But the so improbable, you might call it impossible.
2: Yeah, we we have to remember, and if Axel was here, he would no doubt have reminded us that. The Nazi the Nazi army, right, the Wehrmacht, when they were uh, during Operation Barbarossa in, I think, August 1941, they they built a pontoon bridge at, I think, Kremenchuk, up towards the north to be able to encircle Kiev, depart, despite the bridges having been blown, right? Um, but, of course, that was under very different conditions than Russians are experiencing now, uh, when they were constructing that pontoon. Right? Uh, and the Russians uh, did
1: it themselves as well, right? Um on the way back exactly
2: yeah yeah in in Herson, actually if i remember correctly or close to Herson, maybe close to Novokakhovka
1: yeah uh, but everything was a lot lighter then right so i mean what was it, uh, uh, how how heavy were the tanks right so 20 you know, probably a ta- tank then is the weight of a, uh, a standard apc now i would suspect maybe maybe not a tiger tank but, but the others no of course of course there's that as well sorry alekendy
0: Sorry, uh, David. Uh, uh, thanks, David. Um, so, the I, I think most most people would agree that the the Kerch Bridge, for example, should be the um, the golden uh, uh, retreats um, uh, Sun Tzu spoke about um, to give uh, to give the occupying uh, Russians in Crimea the opportunity to um, to flee. Um, uh, could this could the same be said about the nova bridge that it should be left uh you know partially intact um to give the to, to, to give the uh, the occupying Russians there the chance to slowly um build up their forces on either side and to carefully make their way across uh, a fairly unstable bridge would, would, would that be um would, would that be a fair uh analysis of uh, of of, of optimal Ukrainian. Decision. You could say that, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's great. Thank you. I better drop down and go 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 back to work. But so, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Ellie Wendy.
2: Glad to have you back. Um, yeah. So, David, let's let's maybe go back and just think a little bit about uh, that. Um, I keep forgetting what the name of the river is. The little one that's parallel to Dnipro. the Nipro. The uh, Conqueror. Yes. Conqueror. Right Conqueror. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So let, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, let's say that that bridge goes out of commission, hypothetically, right? Mm. That bridge is maybe, let's say, 80 meters long, thereabouts. Replacing that bridge is much easier for the Russians, right?
1: Simply because it is a whole lot shorter. Uh, that, uh, the, yes, yeah. I mean, distance is is something that would... Uh, t- time, right? Um, uh, the, the The thing is, when we say easy what do we mean by that Because again we go back to um uh when you're building that you they're um the, these aren't um prefab concrete pieces that someone comes in and they got heavy crane and and you have artillery coming in at the same time as you're trying to build it or you would expect artillery coming in at, at the same time right uh, the uh because if the, the bridge has been blown it's been blown for a reason Right, and and that reason is because you're trying to stop the escape of troops, because you, you're seeing an opportunity to uh, uh, reduce their numbers significantly in a very small space.
2: And also, as we know from Bilohorivka, right, where the Russians are trying to cross, what was it, Seversky Donetsk? I think um, it doesn't generally work out very well for the Russians when they're trying
1: to cross even a uh, even a uh, short. Uh, distance right no it, no it doesn't and so uh, I, I i commented about that a little bit but and I, I didn't ever finish what i was trying to say i was astonished uh, so uh, in the these things when you you try and build a bridge right you you want to make sure engineers by the way they're expensive people to train right and it's uh, when when you lose them it's the same with losing pilots and things like that that these are people that take years of training Um, uh, to to get up I was astonished at just how um, rubbish uh, uh, the Russians were normally if you want to build a bridge over an area right and you're going into contested space right uh, you would you would have troops on the other bank um, whoever they were for observation posts and the rest of it spotting where those troops are but these guys. I mean, it looks like they they had no one on the other side saying, "By the way, um, it's safe or it's not safe." Uh, and and when they moved in, the area was uh, was just one massive death trap. And again,
2: all of this is well within reach of Ukrainian artillery. And so again, even uh, yeah. even if
1: they tried to put up a pontoon bridge, as soon as that bridge is full of stuff, it's just going to get bombed to bits, right? Yeah, or or not even that. You would might you might might not bomb the bridge you just might bomb the exit route right and um, keep the bridge there and then see if they're stupid enough to try and see if they can get more people over it and and cram people in so in the same way as um uh, you've got uh, the uh, it's it was a, a, an absolute tragedy but the um the hillsborough um football where everyone moved forward right so if you've got troops who are being herded from behind right and you might have some uh, very strong stimulus to be herding yourself towards that bridge so you get to a point where um, stopping yourself from going forward is very very difficult uh, and then if you stop the capacity to get over the bridge you still get people jamming onto the bridge and then you would at that point you would uh, you would break the bridge considerably and all the people on top of it it's, it's a little bit frightening when you think of it like that right
2: well, but I think that's kind of what they did at Bilohorivka, right? They, uh, exactly. they they struck them just as just as the pontoon bridge was full of tanks and APCs and the like. Ukrainians just struck it with
1: with artillery, and um, half of those tanks ended up at the bottom of the river. And and what we saw was that was only that well, that was a battle group, right? You know, um, uh, I, think, I think it was two BTGs actually. Okay, so two, so, so they, so between. Yeah, yeah, fifteen hundred odd people or whatever, right? But now we've got twelve thousand people, right, going into um a uh, some very very small areas, um which uh, makes it um you know even more startling. Um, a little bit of history. So, uh, if anyone's a um a football fan and Liverpool and the cop uh, the cop end is where they talk about that's actually uh a, a, Discussing um, the uh, an area of ground where the, the the most number of troops, English troops, were killed in the smallest area, because they were all on top of a a very small hill, the Kopi, right? And they were bombed by the, artil- the uh, South African artillery. Uh, in there, that's what's being set up by the looks of it. So,
2: yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, Kop in Afrikaans literally means hill. Uh, so in uh, in South Africa, you have all sorts of places called something kop, uh, and and that is just literally you know just means hill hill
1: such and such, and it's where it's, uh, where the statement of in English is it's not a hill to die on comes from. Oh, interesting! Now that I didn't know. Certainly, that, that's
2: a, yeah. also there are all sorts of things here in the real report space. Mikola. Uh, yeah guys I will just head off so um thank you for convo thank you for joining us uh, I think that we all learned a lot and thank you for contributing greatly to our understanding of say herson oblast and uh, uh and Crimea and the both the demographic and the economic situation there so david if you uh, maybe let's talk a little bit about the the dam at Novokakhovka, right. Because okay. I think that's that. I think that's the most interesting thing. Now we kind of know what's going on with the with the road with the road bridge at Kherson. Ukrainians are effectively denying it to the Russians, right? And they're certainly denying it to the Russians with respect to any um, any larger vehicles. Uh, we know what's going on with the rail bridge at Kherson. If Russians try to use it to use it to retreat, it's very easy to side it in. It's very easy to just break the railway on one side or another, hit the train or whatever else need be. The third option is Novokokovka. The third option is Novokokovka, and it's a dam. The crossing is on top of a dam. Obviously, Ukrainians wouldn't want to destroy the dam because that has very significant consequences, wouldn't you say? And isn't it very difficult to destroy a dam in the first place?
1: Uh, uh, well, yeah, they're, they're very strong, right? <laughs> the, uh, and uh, there's th- there would be absolutely no reason to destroy it. So um, uh, the... Uh, um, the areas before it and after it are, are, are just as easy to to choke up your troops, right? And dams are strong for a reason. I mean, how many metric tons of water that are pushing against those things, right? So uh, you'll you'll be relying on hitting something, and and the, there's all the the other things that go for. Firstly, it's a major piece of infrastructure supplying electricity to the region. And the other one is you have to worry about and um, the Ukrainians clearly worry about these things, um, which is the loss of life to civilians in the in the in the area if you dropped it. I, I don't know how full it would be at this time of year, but it would still be a vast quantity of water going down. and And, and that water might be enough to take out the bridges depending on how quickly it's spread around the the different region i don't know how uh, big the slopes going into uh, the uh, Dnipro are um but there's a huge amount of water just traveling down right Mm. yeah there there is there is what would be you know you can say a
2: week's worth of flow would be released within a matter of minutes right that's it's almost like a tsunami would go down river, and yes, of course, that that would be, you know, that would be horrifying, absolutely horrifying. Um, I think what what we should then kind of talk about is what can Ukrainians do to limit the Russians' ability to still use the dam as a way to cross, right? A slight problem is both ends of the dam is basically an urban area, um, more or less, right? There's civilians living on both ends of the dam. It's not like that railway bridge by Hetzun where. Or um, you have either side is some railway going through a field, um, so it's a lot more iffy if you're trying to strike anything there. Um, what what would be the preferred way to you I, know, I go- deny them the use of the tram of, of the dam, or would you just prefer them to to just
1: use it and get across and, and leave this way? No, I think that the uh, so uh, of course most of my stuff as many many moons ago right so uh, we've just had a demonstration of just how david the dam was already there when you drove the army let alone when you left no no what i meant though is, is that it, i'm, t- I'm going to talk about how accurate the artillery fire is now right um so uh the uh, if if because i know you like to call it the left and and the right bank but i just see it's north and south right <laughs> uh, uh but if if you go um to the uh the the either side right the artillery fire by uh the high mars is so accurate i don't think that the uh, civilians are going to be at that much risk at all if you uh, if you look at that um where the uh, the power plant is right there's a good kilometer um either side right which is just free of of housing, right? And you could just bomb the hell out of that, either side of it. You could just do both, or you could you could wait for them to start going over. If you take some tanks, obviously, because they're, they're, these are the things, there are very few escape routes uh, where they are, right? Um, so 500 metres down after the, uh, the south side of the bridge of the dam, if you dropped a couple of tanks, where's anything going to go at that point? And that would just cause your choke point. That would build up over the people keep because they don't know what's happening. All and we've seen this about the Russians. They don't appear to have any immediate, uh, you know, um, actions as to what to do um, if you know rockets land in front of them, right? So they'll just keep going over, and then you'll end up with you know. Hundreds, thousands, maybe thousands of troops just hanging around that area because it's quite a big space. And those high Mars have just, we've had a demonstration of just how accurate they are. Oh, I mean, as I said, when I'm looking at it, it just, it's all a, it gives you the shivers, really. I, I, not in the fact that the, if it was me there, right, uh, we, we know the aspect. I mean, I just think that the, uh, the Russians are just going to end up with a, a very huge loss of life or a considerable number um, uh, uh, surrendering. Um, and and both aspects are brilliant PR, aren't they, for uh, for uh, Ukraine, right? First huge defeat, 3,000 soldiers, uh, uh, you know, surrender. Uh, You've got the pictures of them um, hands above the air and the rest of it. Um, uh, that that's going to make a lot of, um, uh, yeah, that would hit the airways very, very quickly, right? Yeah, it, it certainly would, certainly would.
2: Um, and all all of this, right, because the Russians were decided to push on to the right bank of the Dnipro, And now, as you've been noting basically the, for, for hours now here, David, as is, is we slowly worked through why it was so significant that the Ukrainians are striking the Antonovsky Bridge, what what's the significance of the damage that they've done? How easy is it for Russians to you know possibly demolish it and retreat? What the other options are? But at the end of the day, they're stuck on the other side of a very wide river with only three connecting points across it, one of which the Ukrainians have clearly indicated that they can easily deny to the Russians, another one they can deny just as easily, and a third, which is a hundred kilometers north of where the bulk of their troops are or at least many of their troops are, and can
1: also be affected by uh, by artillery fire, right? Exactly, right. And so I mentioned earlier the highway of death in Iraq, right, between Kuwait and Iraq, and it, it looks like um, uh, something like that. Obviously yet to happen, right? Obviously yet to happen.
2: Uh, welcome, Abdaniel.
3: Hello. Um, I made it somewhat, something... So you don't need it to do. I watched Simoyan and Lavrov talking and it was fun because the, every reporter which watched the same video, they talk about changing geography of Russian conquest of Ukraine. I saw two things very, very important. Lavrov was very disappointed the... Geographical situation of the March 2022 is changed and is was very, very pissed, you know, half of their conquest going to the bucket. But what was remarkable was, of course, the Westerns are very, very bad because they give weapons with very long range capabilities and he just pronounced the word high Mars," and he said they can hit now 300 kilometers and uh, we must must take any action to prevent that it was very very funny so ukraine don't say nothing about attacks. united states don't say anything about attackers and Lavrov say, they have attackers. <laughs> that That is funny. Very, very funny. And for David, in the Kerson equation, in this morning, when I look at Kerson attacks, was first was not on bridge, but on the garrison, which was very, very close to the bridge. And I understand in fact, that shelling erased the command of the garrison in Kherson. So in this moment, they are not demoralized, scared, and probably trading for civilian clothes. They don't have officers to command them. And believe me, I pray a lot for a mass surrendering. And maybe it will be this night.
1: Well, I mean, there, there you are.
3: If they're, they're missing uh, a,
1: a large number of any any officers that can give them direction, then um, I'm, I'm amazed they're still fighting at that at that point.
2: And this is something the Ukrainians have done. I think this was Daniel. Help me. Was this the fourth or fifth strike on the command post in Kherson Oblast since the HIMARS came into theatre? It was something like that, right? It was uh, several command personnel being taken out, including. One at least one very high level one, but then several, you know, lo- lower level ones. Um, and uh, they're certainly depleting their stock of was a hotel and, complex
3: there, Domen, where they're hit near the Antonovsky Bridge. Was a hotel complex? The hotel complex, I think,
2: was on the. There there was one hotel complex that was made into a base in the command post, which was exactly down down south on the coast of the Black Sea in Kherson Oblast. But I think there was indeed another
0: one. No, no, no. One in Kherson.
3: Kherson, yes. Yes. And there they have the headquarters. So imagine, in the morning, they kill their officers. Probably, maybe, are some survivors, but they are not the people who lead you. And the Russians, I heard well Nikola saying about Russians trying to stay in schools, in kindergartens, trying to remove any IDs, trying to to camouflage in population like civilian shield. And at this moment, they cannot act without officers. Nobody can say go there, do that. And it's funny because I imagine somebody need to tell them we must cross the bridge in this night and try to escape without our artillery tanks. I don't know. And nobody can give them that order. That is more than funny. So maybe special forces of Ukraine will be in Kerson this night, hunting. I don't know. Just guessing and hoping.
1: Well, as a spitballing uh, case, uh, several days ago, um, what I was uh, wondering is, is uh, how what, or why we've not heard anything about any um, uh, um, loudspeakers or anything like that going off in, in the dead of night, basically going, you know, Romans go home. Um, uh, the, uh, 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 and two o'clock at night, sound travels, a lot. I've always wondered why they're not doing anything along those lines. Keeping people awake makes them jittery, right? If you've got the same message being played out as speakers, um, that's always going to be an incentive
3: to get people to uh, disappear. David, I think they have uh, two smaller garrisons there. Uh, the city is big. And it's not about only demographics, it's about terrain, it's very, very big. They have suburbs, they have villages which are not garrisoned. So I imagine small teams, the light infantry, crossing uh, the terrain with fast cars and just doing their stuff. I, I saw another... Uh, Ukrainian soldier which was prisoner released by SBO so I think they work a lot and idea is you have some people who maybe they get their wife or their mother in some stolen person apartment and (laughs) it's a nightmare you discover you are bombed day after day after day after day and now you're Polkovnik cannot give you orders. So, where is the Polkovnik? Where is the first lieutenant? Where is the sergeant? You know, they don't have air cover. That area is not defended by anti-air missiles because they lose plane there. Uh, Their artillery can't focus on Ukrainians because Ukrainians, in this morning, they took another village closer to Kerson. So, I think they're feeling like rats. And probably this night, somebody will try to move across the bridge, and some will try to escape in civilian clothes. I don't know, it's just a feeling, I don't have any Um, reason. David, to what we were talking about
2: earlier, about how much weight the bridge can still take, right? Uh Apparently, there have been some uh, reports uh, by locals who've actually crossed the bridge, that no more trucks are crossing the bridge apparently the bridge isn't estimated to be able to take the weight of a truck there are still buses crossing the bridge but not trucks
1: okay and so that which and here's the thing right so the bridge a bus which is long right so it's spreading the load it's got more than you know most buses have you know six or many buses have six wheels
2: of course there's the spreading the load but also just very simply put um even, right. A truck generally weighs a whole lot more than a bus yeah. because stuff uh, stuff is denser than people, it, usually, exactly, right. right? Because stuff is usually
1: um, much denser it, than, say, water, whereas people... But no, exactly. Like right. Density of water. Uh, I'm interested to know, uh, you, uh, Yehuda, you were uh, an infantry officer, right? So I'm interested to th- hear what you think.
2: I think we just lost Yehuda, but if he uh, jumps back up, I'm sure that he'll be very happy to... Uh, to entertain that question.
3: Domen, do you enjoy the Putin face yesterday? Because I enjoyed a lot. So, wait,
2: wait, wait. Which one? So, there was Putin's face when he was the, disembarking from the plane. Raisi, and, Raisi,
3: not with Erdogan. With okay. so,
2: so, there's three Putin's faces, right? The first one, when he was disembarking from the plane, he wasn't met by the appropriate counterpart, but instead some lower minister. and He was very displeased at that. Then he was sitting at the big invisible table um, together with Raisi, each on their own wall of the room and there'd no, there be no interrupt table in between.
3: Uh, th- that image you see with Putin and Raisi was the same when uh, Erdogan met it some time ago with uh, I think Komeini, not with Raisi. And it was the same place, same room, same settings. <laughs> Go from there,
2: yeah, and then and then he was wait made to wait for like a minute for Erdogan to show up as well, right? I think those were all quite uh, quite interesting. Yeah,
3: for, forty six seconds, forty six seconds. The Turkish humor said uh, these are uh, two minutes in uh, Turkish inflation of time. You know, because they have huge inflation, and forty six seconds now is two minutes. Uh, I, I like it a lot, the idea because. I was betting the idea of humiliation and they wanted to do that because I watched the Irna in the morning and Irna have two messages to, to send. First is not agree with Turks invading the northern Syria. Second, uh, he said uh, they said uh, the war in Syria is very very, very bad and all the party must refrain from that. And I understand the Americans were very, very pissed because Turkey tried something in northern Syria in this morning. So uh, Putin is uh, from the big, big, powerful guy—the guy who begs and gets nothing because he doesn't get anything from that. Uh, shake the hands and make some photos for what? He doesn't get anything, and. Iranians don't say, oh, they said uh, NATO is bad, Uh, Americans are bad. Classic stuff, but they don't say, oh, we'll send our workers from Penyan to work in Donbass. They didn't say something like this. So you.
2: No, it's okay. He has has North Korea for that. I don't know if people saw this, but yesterday it was announced that Russians are in talks with the North Koreans, that North Koreans will be reconstructing the Donbass. Uh, or or Donetsk Oblast, anyway. And we all know what that means. It means uh, North Korean slave labor will be pressed into service to serve a different dictator who will pay the original dictator, probably in kind, in in oil and gas and the like.
3: So, uh... Come on, mate. Uh, They cannot make the builders from Donbass to work in Mariupol. (laughs) Imagine they will get North Koreans to work there. In Mariupol, people are uh, very scared... The ukrainians are coming so uh,
2: that's why that's why you need that's why you need people who have no idea what's going on and uh, what what happened here that you can just tell it was an earthquake right um let's go to um, um mr Pickle
4: and then to jimmy mr Pickle don't tell anyone it's Omar. uh well, anyway um so the will we see uh and then my question is for david uh will we see a world war one Uh, artillery barrage uh, in front of uh, the troops moving uh, to uh, set the the battlefield, basically, just to push them back. And also, uh, since the bridge is long, as as you said, I believe uh, you already alluded to that, that it's going to be the highway of death because you don't need to destroy the bridge. You can just uh, uh, shell them and... uh, on top of the bridge, once there's a significant amount of uh, uh, of tanks, and the thing is that they're so stupid, uh, they but uh, they bunch up, they don't disperse. So you could see like a hundred tanks, no problem. Uh, and uh, so yeah, and uh, the last point, uh, the role of snipers. I, I believe they uh, have this uh, monster. It's called uh, what was it called? Something with a V. Uh, the you mean. The
1: sni the Ukrainian sniper rifle,
4: the alligator, the alligator. Yes, yes. Would that help? Uh, cause so <laughs> it, the, the range is so long. It would certainly uh,
1: make people terrified, right? Um, at the at, uh, look whether there will be uh, an artillery barrage, like you're saying. I, 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 I've, I'm. I, this is only conjecture, right? Um, there's uh, little point in 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 uh, bombing. Uh, the The bridges because the there are no exit routes right in 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 these places so um if you if you just bomb the exit route or outside of it they can't go any further um and it it, it is all a little bit terrifying in terms of of what might happen. obviously it depends on what sort of troops are there um and what other things they could do um artillery in terms of uh we, we've got now is um very accurate um that they could airburst and the rest of it, but all of these questions are really related to most of these places is um uh, how safe are the civilians around them, right? And that was the bit that the Ukrainians have always been very, very careful about. Um uh over the um the dam, it I, I would suspect that there are uh, there's enough there that they could um they if they if the russians were to put tanks over first or something like that you would be able to stop them and then you would just um create um uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know a shooting gallery basically it depends on, and most of this comes down to how close are the uh, ukrainian troops there's a lot of spare space right so it uh, if you look north of of uh, Kherson, um there's some very straight roads and there's a lot of fields so um, it's entirely possible um, for people to be in that area already, um, if they if they've concealed themselves, excuse me, properly, um, so you could get people into that region quite quickly and do a lot of damage. Um, but the, uh, the the sniper rifle, in that respect, because of course it's one bullet. Right, if there's lots of people, you might hit two or three. Um, uh, it's it's more the, the things that are going to be really worrying is is. Um, uh, much larger rates of fire right uh, big guns coming into it and uh and by that um even even um machine
4: guns and it can take out a truck right it's it's not anti-personnel per se uh, yeah you can uh take multiple people or a truck uh,
1: yeah yeah bullet like that i think it's uh, i think it's 14.5 millimeters that's just you know that's a very very big round it's going to go through an engine block right um so uh, that's going to stop something i think those uh, the bullets in that they'll go they'll pierce a btr at uh, the armor on a btr i th- i believe right so if you stop a couple of trucks with that uh, the yo yeah, yeah, um uh, and what do you do you just create a bigger choke point behind it and people start panicking and wondering what's happening right why aren't we moving forward and then you start hearing rounds and shells going off nearby and that just creates more panic and it becomes a self-fulfilling a little bit of panic that spreads what's happening where are we going to go um as i said there are there are very few exit strategies right um uh, the the only real exit strategy i was saying before is if it was me i'd be thinking about swimming across Thank you, David. Um,
2: let's uh, let's uh, ignore the swimming across for the minute because I could ask many questions about it, but I don't think that you know how to answer them, such as you know how much would the flow of the river uh, interrupt your attempt to swim across and like. Uh, but let's go to Jimmy, Jimmy or Jakub, rather. Go ahead.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, guys. Um, yeah, I, I would like just to. Um, uh, discuss uh, a little bit that video um of the damage to the bridge I uh, don't know if you um if anyone raised that before but it appears to me that um at least one or two of these holes um when you look through them in the video there seems to be kind of a void um inside the bridge structure so that that would suggest um that the bridge is some sort of a box girder structure and i think at least one or two of those holes are punctured through the bottom of that box as well uh and if that was the case like i i would be really worried to have any traffic on that bridge like even you know i suppose uh the light traffic like in the civilian uh realities you would have that bridge closed of course immediately and um, but not even uh saying about any Heber heavier traffic. I don't know what you guys uh, think about it. Uh, maybe David could comment on that or anyone. Um, but what I think is just the main beams of that bridge would be uh, severely compromised um, with those strikes uh, which happened last night.
1: Oh, so I agree. I think the only reason why it's been um, uh, it's being used is because um, they're exceptional circumstances, aren't they, right? Um, uh, would would anyone in normal circumstances want to be travelling over that bridge? That would be a that would be a big fact no, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm eating a sandwich, hence why I'm silent. And
2: I'll I'll just note so Jimmy, I was laughing earlier when you said oh it's just some sort of box skirted construction because that's almost exactly literally what I said, uh, um, uh what I said about two, three hours ago. Um Nothing wrong with it. Obviously, I just found it amusing because he used exactly the same uh, the, the same sentence as I have almost almost to the letter. Um, so the places where the hole was punched straight through, I would suppose that at least some of those are probably um, uh, the explosion happening. You know, after the initial penetration, and then the the downward blast, right? Kind of throwing out some some of the concrete from the bottom, and that's probably how the the hole got um punch straight through. Uh, Unclear, of course, but we'll we'll see. Um, It is certainly very weakened, that bridge. As I noted earlier, there's reports from the locals that say that um, passenger cars are still let across as are are buses, but apparently no trucks have been crossing the bridge, and that's probably quite significant in itself, right? If no trucks are crossing the bridge, that probably means it's clear to the occupying forces that the bridge is severely uh, limited. And the, the bridge is really damaged and just cannot be used by um, by heavier vehicles anymore, uh, which is which is very significant, obviously, right? Because if you can no longer uh, take the heavier things through, no, uh, that's, that's pretty good. Um, also, David, I've been looking real quick at that uh, railway bridge as well, and while yes, the main span of the bridge. Does have that um, uh, truss construction over it on one of the sides. I'm not sure which side this is. On one, oh, I know, I know which side this is. So this is looking south. So this is the this is the side that uh, you would call the southern bank, I guess. Um, the The bridge actually continues. There's one last span between the truss section and. Um, and the railway being on firm ground that doesn't have the truss over it, it's it's a shorter span, but you can easily take that out, and you know it can probably be made inoperable with one, two, three gimlers, and you can you can have that railway section down as well. In general artillery, yeah, yeah, indeed, just just usual, usual old tube artillery. Uh So the railway bridge, I think, they can just get take out of commission really whenever kind of at
1: the d- press of a button whenever they need to seemingly so it, they really don't have to worry about that no they don't and 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 even if for instance the artillery were being employed elsewhere uh you know um half a kilo of, of plastic you know uh, pe4 or whatever it's pe8 or something like that they use now uh would take out um one of the tracks you only need to take one out right you don't have to take both out um so the train wouldn't get over so all you've be- basically got is a, a big footbridge right uh, that might yeah they would take over um, a Land Rover but that would be going let's say Land Rover a vehicle of some sort but it would be going very very slowly because it would be a very bumpy ride
2: exactly exactly you can they can really limit
1: the, the traffic there by a whole lot um and it wouldn't even have to be when i think about it really being a bit stupid here i mean it wouldn't even have to be someone putting some plastic explosive in it you could just shoot pretty much any anti-tank round into the train track and that would get rid of it thank you david uh let's go back to jakub
2: and then to mr pickle jakub
5: yeah another thing is um don't know again maybe i missed that um I'm, i've been on and off uh today uh in the space uh but uh the bridge in Darivka, then uh, if those two bridges, the railway bridge, uh, both Antonovsky bridges were destroyed or are unusable to Russians, I suppose, then the key bridge um, to Kherson is the bridge in Darivka across Inhulet River. Um, I think that would um, probably be the next target of the strike if Ukraine would like to cut those forces in Kherson. Away so from any roads
2: so the railway bridge, the Antonovsky railway bridge, right, the one that goes from uh, Predniprovske across um you know then, and, and then joins the main railway line uh, close to Oleski, Um that hasn't been touched. we're just saying that it's really yeah. easy to take that one out out of commission because it's such a weak um, on the uh, I think this is on the Oleski side of the river right the su- the su- the southern side of the left bank there's a stretch. Which is still elevated it 's still on pillars, and you can look, look at it on a satellite photo it 's still on pillars it 's still elevated, and anywhere along there you strike, you basically make it in, in, instantly impassable for trains, like yes, they can fix it up in the course of a couple of days, but if you 're just going on one big push, you can easily you can easily deny them the use of that um, of that bridge entirely right um, so they haven 't actually struck that one yet at all, but um, the only one that they 've struck was the Antonovsky um, Road bridge. They've also actually struck yesterday, further down the road, further south, just outside of Oleshki. Um, there's a smaller bridge that continues onto the Antonovsky Road bridge across the Konka River. Um, and they've actually struck on that one. And one of the punctures that went through the bridge um, actually went, uh, was actually identified to have been the bridge that's over the Konka River. And then um, there was a crater on the road that's underneath the ed- the end of the bridge there as well. So they did strike that one as well. There have been zero news about anything, anything at all, um having been struck against uh that bridge at Darivka, which is on the E what is it, fifty seven? Remind me, someone. E fifty eight. E fifty eight. Um, yeah. Across the Inhulets River. There's been nothing done there, but again. It's a bridge that's very easy to take out of commission. It's a much smaller bridge than the one that's um, uh, that's across the Dnipro. Uh, it's almost certainly quite a bit quicker because it sort of simply doesn't have to support you know as long a span. It doesn't have to support as much weight usually, so that should be able to be taken out you know with one two high marsh palms as well at any point that they want to. Um, but what we've been talking about with David is that what they're probably trying to do is to force the Russians to focus on the dam at Nova Harkovka as the one way that they can get out, right? So for that, you'd probably want to leave them the bridge across the Inkhulets at Darivka, um, just so that, you know, they have somewhere to go still and that they, that they funnel them farther to the north out of the city of Kherson this way. Um, and that might be indeed what, uh, what they might want to do, right? Because you don't want the Russians in the city unnecessarily. You don't want them where the civilians are, you'd rather have them out in the countryside, fewer people, open spaces. Um, and, th- and those open spaces, those are really fundamentally also a shooting gallery. If you know that they're all following one road, right?
5: Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's a, it's a great strategy. Um, what they are trying to do, if that's what they are trying to do, like they leave them a way out that they leave voluntarily, um, rather than being pushed against the wall and forced to fight. So um yeah, it will be interesting to watch um, whether uh, the, the area of that bridge in Darivka will uh, see some heavier uh, bombing by Ukraine now um, um, on top of the forces, which would be, I suppose, uh, either supplying Kerson or leaving Kherson. You can drop me down. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Jakub. Um, yeah, precisely. That's exactly along the lines of uh, how we've been discussing things. Um, thanks for that uh let's go to mr pickle mr pickle go
4: ahead. yeah uh the um the behavior of the uh russians when they get hit um in a big group they usually just dismount and run away into the the hills or the trees and uh so uh i i can see a scenario where they do that and then uh, ukraine ends up with uh, all the uh, all the uh, uh infantry vehicles that they they are lacking right now uh which would be great. Uh, as far as the uh, urban warfare, if if it ends up uh, being uh, that they will have to fight in Carson which I believe uh, will be the case, uh, they have two options, right? So they can either uh, be in large groups uh, to be able to fight uh, effectively, which would be terrible for them because then you can bomb them uh, easily, uh, or disperse, and uh, that would be even more dangerous because uh, you have... Uh, You know, people who hate you all over and uh, you basically uh, be easy prey. So I don't see uh, I don't see a way out for them in terms of uh, how can they possibly uh, repel the attack? Like they technically have no advantage at all. No air force, no, no artillery, uh, bad morale, a hostile environment. Um, and uh, a, a huge firepower against them, and uh, also uh, this is just fresh. There is four more HIMARS uh, coming. Uh, that's like literally just a few minutes ago. In top of like the four that was from like a uh, couple of days ago. So that's great.
1: I, I mean, you probably wouldn't bomb inside Kerchon, would you? Right. Uh, the thing I would be thinking of is that you would just, you know, most of these troops, right? So the ones who haven't. Um, hidden and dressed up as civilians and trying to escape, you know, without anything. like, right? What are they going to do? You, that you start put some big speakers out on the roads and going, listen, just come out with your hands up and and uh, and uh, you you get to live, right? I think that would be pretty effective at that point. You've got no escape route, so the chances are someone's thinking, do I want to die? Do, do I want to live? right and we know that um low that you know morale's really low right and if they're missing most of, or many of their their officers then why would uh why would you um carry on fighting right uh, but the 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 thing always is with, with soldiers is giving giving them the options right so so uh, because often soldiers will be in their own little bubble they might not even know that the the route's fixed right so you need to tell them there needs to be some way of basically going you know as i said you know the life of brian romans go home right whether that's loudspeakers or leafleting in the area or whatever it is go here are your options if you want to live this is what you can do
4: can I follow up, uh, uh Sure,
2: yeah. And um, this is kind of what we were, trying, we were saying earlier, right? Maybe this is a way to kindly persuade them to please leave the city.
4: Right. So, yes. And, and uh, a, a huge reason or the main reason why uh, generals get killed is because Putin is uh, pushing them because they're not following orders. And, uh, so, basically, and, and it's a top-down uh, army. And the reason they're not following orders is because they want to fight. So, if you don't have gen- uh, officers even... Uh, then you don't have the the guys within them to uh, to fight. You know, like the Romans would have a uh, uh, would chain each other, and, and, and because like you can't run away, so basically that chain is is broken for them. So it would be easier for them to surrender, which is the best case because you don't necessarily want to kill someone for the heck of it, uh, and then you can trade them. So I, I believe uh, yeah, that that would be the best option. Uh, I I agree with David.
1: And with the Romans, often that chain was a metaphorical chain, right? Um, it, because the the people who've been living and fighting with each other for years um, and the tendency is not to want to leave your uh, uh, your comrades um, uh, to it. I, I do appreciate they would, in actual fact, reality chain themselves together as well.
2: Thank you, Mr. Brickle. Thank you, David. Welcome for late to co-host. Um, let's go on to Nina and then Daniel and then Jerry. Nina.
6: Domin, <laughs> Hi. Hi, Charlene, Hi, everyone. <clears throat> uh, I have been listening to this um, bridge thing and r- read about it. And also I wanted to like see the bigger picture. What is behind this? Um, uh, wa- what uh, what is like behind this? And um, I just read the news about uh, Lavrov saying that the Russian goal in Ukraine have uh, expanded to Herson and Zaporizhia, and uh, like the geography is different now. He says uh, openly. So um, what is happening now? Uh, they are looking for to to like enlarge their goal. Um, what Nina? do you think of the possibilities? Yeah,
2: I I think that he is full of something, and that something starts with an S. And I think you know what I mean, because
6: it, it, It's uh, be then.
2: Yeah, I mean we've we've dis- we've discussed this to, to no end, right? Uh, what do the Russians really think? Anybody believes they were just after the when They were trying to get to Kiev on three different. Uh, uh, Assault vectors? No, right? Obviously not. Um, they've always wanted all of these areas. Solovyov, their chief propagandist, went on Italian television last week and said, "We want the corridor to Transnistria. We want all of southern Ukraine." Lavrov is just admitting to, publicly to what everybody always knew: the Russians wanted. The Russians wanted to dismember Ukraine. The Russians wanted to integrate all of Ukraine, or at least a large chunk of it, into Russia. Um, him just saying it now, what does it do? Nothing really. It's a slight change in rhetoric, but it's just the, you know, it's.
6: Well, if if, if uh, I interpreted how he has talked about things, I I just have to like, make the opposite of it. So their their goal is not to take Helson and separate so.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe that's the way to read it. Um, no, they always wanted it. They're just they're just changing what they say because they have to refresh their message. So they're always saying something new and something different. So, uh, no, nobody can, you know, c- comprehensively call them out on anything because it's always old news and it's always the previous position that you're attacking. It doesn't make any sense. I think Daniel's going next. I think Daniel will have some words to say about this anyway.
3: No more. No need to say more. The uh, Lavrov is insignificant. Um, I wonder if our Crimea infantry battalions there for rest and recreation, because I imagine they use Pearson for rest and recreation, not something big, it's not combatant. And Guardia, of course, they are there. It's important where that soldiers come from, because... Rosgardia will not fight. They don't know how to fight. And the soldiers, they come from the front. They stay there for months and months and roping and uh, taking things of the locals. It's very, very important because if soldiers don't want to fight, they'll go home Crimea directly. So this night will be Huge traffic on the bridge. That's my opinion.
2: Wait, which bridge? The one at Herson or
3: south? Go south.
2: The one to the one to Crimea. Okay, huge traffic there. Hope so. Um, you know, and then they can just continue onward, onward to the east. Right, that'd be for the best. Uh, thank you, Daniel. Jerry, good morning.
0: Good morning, Doman. In a thought experiment. What would be the options for negotiating the surrender of the city? Would it include understanding the remaining command structure, uh, identifying them exactly, and their families in Russia, and offering them a reward of sorts, maybe a nice Nissan and a, a